and welcome to Honestly Cat, the podcast full of life lessons that empowers, educates and enlightens women everywhere. It's my mission to show you just how gorgeous you are and give you the tools to upgrade and transform all areas of your life. So let's get started. On this week's Honestly Cat, I'm introducing Abigail Mura, who is an alpine skier. And following some health issues when she was younger, she has transformed the way that she fuels her body. And I wanted to speak to her and share with you how she uses her mindset to get down that mountain and how she keeps the focus with the food that she fuels her body with. So I'd love to introduce you now, Abigail. Thank you for being on Honestly Cat. Um, I know that your your mission is to inspire women to embrace their fiercely female. Tell me a bit more about that. Um, well, I live my lifestyle as you know, constantly trying to challenge myself in every aspect, whether it's skiing or working out or um, eating or just even trying new activities. Um, and so my my biggest thing is I want to share that that drive and um, kind of way of life with other women, because at least for myself, it's, it's proven to be very, this a very, very um, successful attitude to kind of carry with me from no matter what I'm doing. Um, I want to push people to, you know, try new things and spend more time outside and, and just really, really, really um, encourage women to understand that they can do so much more and they can do everything as you know the second they want to do it I just um I really want to help women to kind of realize that they are they can be fierce and they can take what they want and do what they want and and just live with that kind of um badass attitude for lack of a better term (laughs) yeah well I love that and and I think it's so important at the moment the conversation that we're seeing in in the the mass media about how actually women are rising and and so I I love the fact that you're doing that how do you differentiate between the 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 masculine mindset of being focused and driven and and often when you hear about um in high-powered companies they're very successful and they've actually taken on a lot of masculine traits. So is fiercely female about having that strength of mind, but also by have owning their feminine side as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's not about being a man. It's not about, you know, surrendering your femininity or anything like that. It is about knowing that you're a powerful woman and knowing that, you know, you can, you can be extremely successful and extremely happy, but you can, you know, you don't, you don't have to be, um, you know, as society, you know, women are flowers or, you know, all things pretty. And of course we are, but at the same time, it's, it's definitely just an attitude that I live by. Um, and it just marries those two, those two kind of ideas really well. Where did this idea of you wanting to to share this with other women? Where did that sort of idea come from? Um, well, I, um, you know, in my travels, I travel a lot for um, alpine ski racing between training and racing and competing, and I, I've gone to all corners of the globe. Um, even 
I mean, I'm 21 now, but I started, you know, going overseas and traveling internationally at age 11. And in those travels, I've witnessed not only a lot of women in my sport and, you know, how they handle their mindsets and their bodies and whatnot, but in traveling, you know, you get to see a lot of different people and experience a lot of different culture. And, um, you know, as I've, as I've been going around collecting this knowledge and seeing how other women live around the world, it just became very clear to me that it was something I wanted to share with other women. The fact that you're having this conversation and the fact that you're doing that and you're strong enough to stand out there and show other women, I think is, is incredible and a real testament to who you are. Talk to me about what you need and what tools you use to keep your focus, because I know how important it is um, to have the mindset to get yourself down the mountain, because if it's a snowy day and you can't see anything, it is really all about your mindset. So talk to me about what tools you use and what tools most importantly you use when you're having those days where those those voices are coming in going, you know, you can't do this today, Abigail. You can't get down that mountain as quick as you can. So what what do you use? Um, I definitely use a lot of like visualization um, because it, in my sport and like most other things in life, it's about 80% mental and 20% physical. You know, you basically have to will yourself down the mountain, as you've said. Um, and so for me, I, I kind of gauge how I'm feeling each day. You know, there definitely have been days where, you know, I'm, I wake up to compete and I have not a doubt in my mind that I will even go so far as to say that I will win the race that day. But then, you know, there's been days on the complete other end of the spectrum where, you know, maybe the conditions were a little suspect or I felt a little over, little in over my head with, um, the course that was set or um, anything like that, or just, you're just not quite feeling like I'm vibing with my body and mind for the day. And so whenever those days come around, um, you know, I try to really remember that fiercely female um, kind of attitude that I have that, you know, it will be okay that I am capable and that all I have to do is rather than paying attention to being scared or being intimidated or, you know, maybe not feeling that confident, I kind of switch my focus over to like visualizing myself doing it and focusing on all the little tasks that I need to do and actions I need to do with my body, rather than thinking about those thoughts. I kind of, um, I kind of have this little trick that I use as soon as I have a, a negative thought in my mind I have to get it out of my mind within 60 seconds. I can't let that thought sit for more than 60 seconds. And the best way that I've found to distract myself with that is to then, yeah, focus on what has to be done in order to be successful rather than worrying about, you know, the negatives or those negative thoughts. And of course, when you're when you need your head in the right place for your skiing, you know, using that 60 second uh, tool is, you know, gets you through it in the moment, you, you know, you can then take on the challenge. But when 
you know, women suffer from, you know, sense, you know, thoughts of fear or, you know, anxiety comes up. And as we know, that's always linked back to our childhood. So we store emotions in our body and it comes up for healing or to go, hey, I need I need you to pay me some attention here. So when you're not competing and you do you allow yourself the space then to feel and and you know, not shut down thoughts because sometimes it's it they're there to be healed and to be looked at and to be given that space. So, do you have that sort of two parts of of how you run your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, obviously, in competing or traveling or training, um, you know, as soon as the moment is over, then that's a time to really kind of reflect. You know, if you're in a space where it's you know you're having a bit of a trouble with actually doing the task or, you know, doing the moment where, you know, like I said, maybe I have a race or I'm intimidating and not feeling confident or anything like that. Once that task is completed, you know, once I get down to the bottom of the hill, whether it's good or bad, then after that's over, then that is the time to completely reflect and, you know, kind of reboot for the next day or for the next task to be done. So I, uh, I personally journal a lot. Um, I just write down like in my journal each day, whether it's training or a race or even in the gym, sometimes um, I kind of do it as needed mentally, but I write down three things that I did really well that day. And then I write down three things that I want to do better tomorrow and then how I'm going to do those things. Brilliant. And I love the fact that you're sharing these tools because it's so often when you when you read about successful people, they always have these these go to rituals. So you shared some of them. What other ones do you use um, in your life? Um, I actually really, really, really rely on music, believe it or not, um, which is really nice for me when I'm training or whatnot. Um, obviously, you can't race with headphones in, but um, when I'm when I'm training, I you know I've I've made a number of playlists. I have like you know like a workout playlist. I have like a be a badass playlist. I have a focus playlist. Um, and so like in between, you know, if I ever get a time to have that music in, whether it's in between training runs on the chairlift or even like you know in between traveling or in between inspecting a course and then racing it. Um, I definitely use that as a tool um, just because I know myself really well. And so I know what kind of vibe I'm maybe needing that day to kind of give me that extra little bit of confidence. Well, when you put your fiercely female playlist together, you must share it with all my followers. (laughs) I actually do have one. So, okay, well, then you can share it. We'd love to we'd love to listen and get get, you know, get that badass feeling going. Now, tell me about sort of what transform the way that you fuel your body because it was linked to some issues when you were in fourth grade so genetic conditions kind of tend to run in my family autoimmune disorders Um, and when I was halfway through my fourth grade year I found out I had hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's disease Um, essentially it, it means that my thyroid gland which is responsible for producing hormones was no longer being productive so I was then as a fourth grader thrown into a routine of figuring out dosage for a medication that I would take every day to help it function. Um, But these issues eventually became a blessing in disguise. Um, My food, me being food conscious obviously goes hand in hand with pursuing an athletic career. 
Um, it did take me years of trial and error to figure out what works with and against my body. And everybody's extremely different in their bodies, no matter what. No person is, you know, alike in that sense. And I've kind of found in traveling and being around high-level athletes that not many people today are actually listening to their bodies. You know, they're not looking for those little signs of, oh, I ate this and now I feel like this. Or I, you know, I, I had this and now I've, I have a headache or I'm kind of puffy or, or whatever. And so essentially in doing a lot of kind of self-searching um, with foods, I kind of aim to keep gluten, uh, gluten, soy, dairy, excess sugar, and chemicals completely out of my diet. Um, and that can be aggressive, obviously, to most people. But for me, um, you know, those were foods that all would hinder my body and my mind, no doubt whatsoever. So I definitely try to keep that toxicity out of my um, out of my body. I kind of live by this little tip. It's if it's had a life, it's good for you. If it hasn't had a life, then don't put it in your body. And and it's absolutely true. How do you find though when, because obviously with the nature of what you do, it's linked with then fueling your body in the right way. How do you, do you have time off from being so, so regimented or, or is this now your way of life? Because I always say to my clients, you know, it, it's not about being on a diet. It's actually actually changing the way you live your life. And I always say nothing's off limits because as soon as you take something out, naturally your mind says, I want it, I want it, I want it. Now, balance is, is the most important thing in, in anything we do because too much of food, of a certain food, too much of a certain exercise is, isn't good for us. So do you have that sense of balance with the way that you eat or because of, of, of what you suffered with as a kid, do you, do you have to stay very focused on that? Um, so I, I've kind of just shifted my entire mindset when it comes to food. Um, and this has actually only been in the last couple years that I've really shifted my mindset. Um, when I was starting to figure out which foods to eat and to not eat, I was kind of being restrictive. And like you said, that was that was, you know, making it worse, because then I would crave the things that I was telling myself I couldn't have or whatnot. Um, but now I've, I've kind of shifted my mindset, and I've, I've found it really, really helpful. Um, and that just came to realizing, you know, if say I would go to eat something that maybe isn't healthy, or I wouldn't necessarily, you know, be proud of eating or like chips or something like that. Well, I've gotten to the point now where instead of being like, oh, I shouldn't eat that, I'm asking myself, why would I want to eat that? Why do I want to eat this food? You know, what is it going to do for me? Because in reality, it's it's not going to do anything for me nutrition-wise, but it's also going to make me feel terrible, not only about eating it, but also mainly it's going to make, you know, my, my stomach hurt or I'm going to feel bloated or drowsy or foggy or, or whatever like that. So it's you know, it's, it's switched from, oh, I can't eat that to why do I want to put those chemicals in my body? Why? And, and again, you know, at 21, to have that conscious awareness around food is, is absolutely remarkable. Um, and that's what I think is a really important thing to share with, with the people that are listening to this, that, that, are being able to ask yourself those questions and not just follow the, the, 
the emotion that we're using to numb out because essentially that's what what we're doing when we're eating toxic food or drinking alcohol unless we're consciously going do you know what this one time I'm going to choose to have a glass of wine or or a couple right. of glass of wine and eat some chips I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm choosing that and that's okay right. but when we're using it to numb out feelings if we can catch that moment before we do it and go, what am I, what am I actually feeding here? Am I feeding an emptiness? Am I feeding a, an emotion and, and numbing it out? What, what's going on here? And I think that that's a really important lesson for, for people who want to build a healthy relationship with food, having that, that conversation with themselves right. about, and, and, and I have to say that's very much how I learned about why plant-based food is is so much better for us because I started to tune into what I felt good eating and right, what right. and and am I prepared to have those consequences and feel that way after I've eaten the chips now that's not to say I never eat chips because right, again right. it's that you know but I think I think that's that's really important isn't it Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, of course, I have chips every now and then, especially when I'm traveling. It's it's definitely hard to um, kind of find the proper foods while traveling. It's not impossible. And I've figured out a couple of tricks with that as well. But yeah, I mean, why not have a couple of chips here and there? But it's, you know, it, it used to be, oh, I'd, you know, I'd just have chips when I felt like it. And now I'm like, wait, I don't you know. Is this the proper time and place to be eating chips? Am I really going to feel great after I eat these or am I just eating them because I think I'm bored or something like that and tell me you you talk a lot about um women um encouraging women to to get outdoors and you obviously your your job at the moment is is being on the ski slope so so naturally you are outdoors a lot how would a woman who is working nine to five in an office how would they integrate that into their life would you would you would you encourage them to is it about taking holidays that are also much more outside based or is it always every day just ensure however it is on the way to work to to walk to work or how would you how would you what would you recommend I definitely um I get this question a lot actually when discussing kind of the fiercely female lifestyle um and it's really people always are kind of like, well, I work all day, how am I supposed to spend time outside? And really, it just comes down to kind of making the effort um, to reward yourself, because being outside is not only rewarding to your body, but also extremely rewarding to your mind. So, you know, whether it's, you know, parking a little further away to walk, you know, a couple blocks to work, or instead of, you know, getting home, maybe stop and maybe stop on the way home and just spend 10 or 15 minutes in a, in a park or just something outside getting fresh air. You know, when you, when you get home after a long day, if it's, if it's nice out rather than, you know, sitting down and watching a TV show for a couple hours or sitting on your phone or computer or just in front of a screen, you know, grab some headphones, grab a bottle of water and just, just go walk around outside for a couple minutes or, just things like that, you know, you can, you can choose to reward yourself and rewarding yourself doesn't have to be, you know, watching TV or staring at your phone. We kind of have lost the reward of being outside and, and refreshing your whole body and system. Um, you know, we've, we've now shifted into a society where relaxing is, you know, sitting back, kicking your shoes off and, and watching a show or, 
or, or that kind of realm. But really, we we need to get back to rewarding yourself is spending time out outdoors in nature and and kind of um, hitting that reset button every day is a great way to you know be more productive and happier for the next day. And I think it makes me laugh as you're talking about being outside and finding that moment, because as I sit here talking to you, I can hear the birds in the background tweeting, which is actually just so refreshing and so lovely to hear. Yeah, I am actually sitting outside right now. Yeah, perfect. Um, what would you say your best advice to to females are? Um, well, I I definitely have three kind of little tips just to sum everything up. Um, I definitely want to encourage women to challenge yourself every single day, you know, improve on one thing every day, at least maybe more if you want, but at least one thing every day, improve on from the day prior. Um, And that is kind of a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, you know, and instead of going through the motions every single day and just being like, oh, this is good. I'm doing great, you know. Push yourself to do one thing better every single day, whether it's, you know, your eating habits, whether it is spending, you know, a couple extra minutes outside or, or trying something new. I mean, I, you know, I, I this last winter, I, I recently got into snowmobiling just randomly, like I had never really done it. Maybe I'd done it on a guided tour a couple of years ago, but I, I really got into it this year, just, just as something new to challenge myself and push my mind and push my body and just trying new things like that constantly or, or every day, just challenging yourself in one way. That's definitely um, a way to grow for sure. And then uh, secondly, I'd say get rid of all the toxicity in your fuel and your, in your food. Um, food is fuel, fuel and the cleaner you eat, the better you'll feel uh, mentally and physically. You know, if, if you had a million dollar sports car, you wouldn't put the lowest grade gasoline in that car. You know, you would put the highest, highest, highest possible grade fuel in that car. And our bodies are our car. We only have one for our whole life. So um, put the best things you can into your body and the rewards are astronomical. And then um, the third thing I would say is, you know, kind of try to remind yourself to live that fiercely female attitude, you know, do what you want, challenge yourself, you know, complete an extra task a day and and just know that being a woman doesn't mean that you have to be a delicate flower. And it doesn't mean living fiercely female means that you have to be masculine. It just means that women are, are badasses and they they need to remember that they are capable of doing absolutely anything they want whenever they want. Absolutely. And you talk about food being the fuel and, and you know, putting clean food in your body. How, how do you view the, you know, what you put on your body and what you wear and, and, and those kind of chemicals that are in, you know, because it's not just in our food, it's in our environment, it's in the social media. So what, how else do you clean up your sort of world? I personally, um, like when it comes to fashion, for instance, I, I don't necessarily follow trends. I basically just, I just dress myself how I'm going to feel the most confident for that day. So I, you know, sometimes I'll wear wacky clothes or I'll, you know, try a style that no one's really trying or whatever it is. I, I always dress up more than I were to dress down. I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. And that, kind of just gives me an inner sense of 
confidence no matter where I am looking nice and looking presentable so as far as clothes go um and like social media and whatever I, I don't really follow trends I kind of just do what is best for my mind and my confidence um and then as far as chemicals go in the remainder of our realm obviously there's chemicals everywhere nowadays um I try to buy the most natural based products possible whether it's dish soap or cleaners or laundry detergent or even like my makeup and cosmetic things and shampoos and all of that I try to buy the most natural um, products that I can and you know sometimes there there are things that you know you have to buy the the normal brand whatever that you would buy prior before I knew about all these chemicals and and such but um, for the most part I try to buy everything with uh, the least amount of chemicals I can have. I did ask you for an inspirational quote, and I'd love you to share that with, with my audience. Um, two quotes that, that I've personally follow and, and kind of stick in my mind a lot is um, the first one is find your greatness, you know, find what makes you great and fuel that. And then the second one is success breeds success. Um, so, you know, the more success you have, even if they're little successes, like you get out of bed and, and the first thing you do in the beginning of the day is you make your bed. Well, you've, you've completed the first task of the day and that will inspire you to like complete more tasks just off of that one little thing. And so, you know, the more little successes you can have will then ultimately lead to having, you know, the biggest success possible. Thank you so much for for sharing your wisdom and your tools because it's been just so greatly valued and I'm sure all my female followers will take a lot from what you've shared. So thank you. I'm so happy I was able to come on today and and talk to you. I really enjoyed uh, discussing these things. And good luck with um, empowering women to be fiercely female. Thank you. That's it for this week's Honestly Cat podcast. I'm Kat Raincock. Join me for more honest talk from honest women next week.